NVIDIA has become the go-to AI stock these days, a stock on fire, up more than 230% in the past year, 30% in just the past month. NVIDIA is now the fourth most valuable company in the world, all thanks to AI driving insane new demand for their products and an unprecedented acceleration of their revenue and earnings. Everybody pouring money into data centers, trying to train their AI models that powers all this incredible new tech. It seems like every single day, something even more impressive than the day before. The stock market is a little on edge for tomorrow, though, uh, when NVIDIA is going to announce their Q4 earnings. Stock uh, of NVIDIA is down about 6% this morning, and expectations are high. The hype is even higher. We saw what happened a couple of weeks ago when Google's price dropped 6%, even though they beat expectations on both the top and bottom line. Some analysts calling tomorrow's NVIDIA earnings a risk event for the entire NASDAQ index. If NVIDIA doesn't blow it out of the water tomorrow, and we've been talking to our people in the know on these sorts of things, and I uh, think we might have potentially uncovered a real risk for the company moving forward. Today on Dumb Money, we'll show you what we found and reveal our number one risk for NVIDIA stock. This is Dumb Money Live. Hey there, Dave here along with Chris and Jordan. We are Dumb Money. Welcome to Dumb Money Live. Thank you for tuning in this morning. Take a second, if you will. Smash the like button. That lets us know that you're out there. And more importantly, it helps train the almighty algorithm that you're out there. Chris Jordan, uh, I think we're all pretty heavily invested in NVIDIA these days. Uh, we're all a little bit nervous about what's going to happen if the numbers aren't extremely good tomorrow and maybe more importantly what they say in their guidance. But today, we're talking about a different risk, an underlying real-world potential limit to how fast they can continue to grow. So Chris, tell us whatever you can about who you've been talking to and what you've uh you've learned this past week okay so let's just get right into it um nvidia was probably along with smci our number one pick of 2023 for ai we talked about it very early in 2023 it's paid off for us and i've enjoyed the last year of gains but i so i anytime i'm in front of someone that can share intelligence with me that uh, related to this nvidia trade i i go for it and i had breakfast this last weekend i i don't want to say who it was i'll just say that this individual might be one of the most informed people in the world uh mm -hmm. as it relates to high density data centers uh specifically for ai so i had to ask him <laughs> tell me about nvidia what do you think <laughs> well like like get, get, what do you think uh and he and he he generally loves NVIDIA, like loves nvidia like we all do right um had nothing bad to say about it but he did say that there was one risk factor and i don't know the degree to which anyone is talking about this but his concern was that as early as this summer, there would be a bottleneck uh, as it relates to the expansion of data centers uh, for high density chips that would make it difficult for the companies who are consuming NVIDIA chips to actually deploy them. So what he's basically saying is that, yes, the demand is there. The demand is there for the chips. It's everything that we're reading. It's everything that everyone's saying. 
but regardless of the demand that it appears that there could be a bottleneck starting this summer in terms of the capacity to install those chips in high density data centers because it is exceptionally difficult to scale out these new data centers because of the one, the just getting access to facilities, energy, you need to have dedicated energy, usually approved by the municipality in which these data centers are going in. So it's not just like, hey, you know, Dave, when we opened up our stupid ice cream shop a few years ago, the biggest issue for us was getting enough power uh, in those buildings in Manhattan for our refrigeration equipment. And we ended up leasing a place just because it was the only place that had enough power to give us. And even with that, we had to spend like $300,000 redoing the power just to, to get our, all of our freezers <laughs> to properly work in that store. Well, imagine building out a high-density data center that is probably one of the most power-sucking things on earth to the point where you just might take down the town's energy <laughs> if you install it. So no, we don't yeah, think and, about And so municipalities just don't allow that. And that's why there's the, the rollout of new data centers is going to be a slow progress. And the data centers that can support this kind of thing at some point, and this is a risk that I've heard other people talking about, that they're, that those data centers are going to hit this kind of over inventory. Like right now we're in a period where everybody is going to buy as much material, as many, as many chips, as many uh, products as NVIDIA can deliver. But we're going to hit a point where the people who have the capacity to install them <clears throat> run out of space. Yeah, so there there are a couple risk factors here. So I would say the risk factor that Wall Street is most focused on as it relates to Nvidia, and, and this is something um, a lot of people have been talking about, is the cyclical nature of this company. And what's happening right now is the consumers of Nvidia's chips are placing like double, triple, quadruple orders of whatever they think they might need because allocations are so tight and they all know it that they're racing just to get their orders in way more than they think they could possibly need. And what's going to happen, the thesis is that once they actually receive all of these, right, that they are no, not going to need any for a while. There's going to be actually a glut of demand because everybody over-ordered. If you even think there's a slightest chance that you could need something in 2025 from NVIDIA, you're placing an order for three times that amount if you have the money. And let me tell you something, Amazon and Microsoft and Facebook, and the list goes on and on, and Tesla, they have the money, okay? They have the money to spend. So, that's the concern is that there's going to be this slick cyclical kind of backdraft of like it's it, it's going to be a disaster at some point in the future. I don't know that I actually believe that. And the reason I have a very different thesis, as you guys know. I, I actually think that we're going to enter a new phase of AI that's going to shift into the physical world with robotics and humanoids and that's going to kick in in like 27 26 27 uh and i think people are we're going to constantly be chasing how ai is going to change our world the next 10 yeah. years so i'm less concerned about that i actually am concerned though 
about our ability to deploy these chips. And if people realize that they just can't use them, uh, they can't deploy them, that could seems to me like an actual risk factor that the market is not factoring in. Does it mean I'm going to sell my NVIDIA? I've been thinking about this for like five days now. And the answer is no, I don't care. I just don't want to. I just, I, I know there's a risk reward here in, in sticking with NVIDIA or selling it, but I kind of have this long thesis on AI right now. And it's a, it's a five to 15 year thesis. It's not what's going to happen the next year. And I think that I'm willing to accept the risk that we just went over, which is yeah. the topic of the show and all the other risks that everyone's putting out on NVIDIA. I'm willing to take a 50% haircut in my NVIDIA and just suffer through it to ensure that I don't get left out of what I think is going to be a 10-year super cycle that's AI-driven. And we could debate if NVIDIA is going to be able to maintain its level of margins and hype with AMD and all the other chip, but we have we have news of chip, you know, China, right? Like, there's going to be competition. Well, there was a there was a news story out today of Microsoft trying to develop an AI chip. Also, of course, they're going Every, to develop. Everybody's an AI going chip. to be developing an AI yeah. chip, and that's and that's one of the other risks is like Nvidia is on top right now. They have the ultimate product right now. Yeah, but others are going to be developing things. We know Tesla has their own thing. Um, at some point. What what happens when this cloud-centric, data-centric, large language model kind of thing that we're working on right now moves a little bit closer to the device? Once all of your humanoids, Chris, instead of having to talk to some big cloud somewhere, they got their cloud training early, and then whatever's in their brain is on device. All of their processing is happening on device, perhaps with the NVIDIA processor, perhaps with someone else's processor. Well, not only that, Dave, uh, but I I, I want to say something about NVIDIA just, just generally. This is a company that has been like, and I know this sounds extreme, but they I feel like they've been like 10 years ahead of everyone else in their strategic thinking. Yeah. And I'm so impressed with how far ahead the NVIDIA team has been on preparing for what's happening today that they were working on eight, nine years ago, that I'm going to just assume that they are preparing for five to eight years from now in a way that others just are just now starting to think about. So I, I, I've just never been so impressed with a team and a strategy than I have been with NVIDIA. And I'm going to assume that there's still a few steps ahead. And however this market evolves, they're there. Because if you look at the software side of NVIDIA, right, the software platform uh, mm -hmm. that they developed for AI, they're basically locking in all these end clients into their ecosystem. So yeah. yes. And, and like, even, even other providers like Google and AWS that would love for you to switch to whatever they're doing and whatever's cheaper for them everybody's asking for nvidia by name it's like one of these differentiated brands almost the same way in fashion people are uh, need a specific brand people who are developing are looking for nvidia and you know as far as their pipeline 
we uh, we have a glimpse into what they've announced, but you can only imagine what's going on in the highly secretive back rooms at NVIDIA. We know that they're going to have their, their AI developer conference uh, in March. Uh, they're going to be previewing their next generation B100 GPU. But what about the the B200? What about the X5000? Yeah. Like, we, we have no idea what's coming from these guys. And also, I, the double ordering, is that something that's going to hit this quarter or is that something that's going to hit, you know, over the next, call it three, four, five years, right? And I, I don't think there's enough visibility into that to have that really affect current earnings. Well, well, well okay. So, so maybe not, Jordan, but it, it, it looks like the backlog on NVIDIA is pretty well set through 2025. Yeah. So I think what the world is concerned about right now is what happens at the back end of that cycle after all this overordering is done. So what NVIDIA yeah. needs to prove to the market in the next few earnings calls, starting with the one this week, is that they have a strategy in place for the future that can continue to kind of, you know, ex accelerate and, 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 and escalate um, their their products in the market as AI, because we're, we're basically rebuilding the world now, right? We're rebuilding the world with AI. And I think NVIDIA right now is at the top of that food chain. They have to show us how they can stay there. I'm going to bet that they can do that. I, I think the untold story that people aren't paying attention to as it relates to NVIDIA is what they've done. You're right, Dave, at companies like Amazon. Amazon has tried everything the last couple of years to develop their own AI chip strategy, to try to migrate uh, clients over to their platform. And what they found out was that the NVIDIA ecosystem that has been created beyond the chip itself, uh, they are actually owning the end client relationship. And the end clients now are insisting that no, they want to stay within that architecture. And it's upsetting to Amazon. Amazon is still benefiting on the cloud side, but they're having to basically split their strategy at Amazon into clients that they can pull because maybe they're still small enough or they're not totally mm -hmm. bought into the NVIDIA architecture that they can pull into this Amazon AI, Amazon chip, uh, AI chips that they're working on, right? But at the same time, they're having to fully move forward with cloud that is completely built around nvidia and amazon just having to, to swallow that in yeah. perpetuity maybe with, with, and so amazon can't even muscle out nvidia out of this new equation um of ai it's fascinating if you start reading about it and and how stuck you know amazon is and, and microsoft is in, in the cloud working with nvidia i'm not sure NVIDIA has been so strategic about the way they're building this out. And yeah. if you look at what they're doing next, guys, I mean, anyone's watching our show knows that we're all in on AI robotics, on humanoids, right? Well, who do you think is building out the number one visual AI learning architecture for all of physical robotics? It's NVIDIA. Uh, and you can Tesla. see the videos that they put out this last month. They're going all in on it. They're going to own that space too. And that's a space that really doesn't even start really until 2027, in my estimation. Um, well, in terms of scale, right? Um, yes. Yeah, so, I mean, I mean, it's starting now, but it's it's not going to roll out in scale. Commercialize. 
Com yeah. Like I'm talking about, com yeah. I don't think it becomes commercialized in any meaningful way until 2027. Yeah, it's and I think even even beyond that, three the three to five year period, I think we're in this continuous loop of GPUs and building data centers and just giving more muscle to all of these new technologies. I I just can't even comprehend what we're going to see. Every day, it's something new. We we saw the the text to video improvements this week that are just mind blowing. Yeah. We don't, what's next, Dave? I know what's next. It's robots, man. But but but, but let me. I, I do want to get back to to our number one Nvidia concern because I want to read a stat which is which is which is concerning if, if this data center, if the if the high density data center bottleneck concern is real, this piece of data makes it more real. So data center related product revenues at NVIDIA make up 80.1% of the overall revenue mix. It is also growing the fastest at 279% year over year and 41% quarter over quarter driven by consumer internet companies, which make up almost half of overall data center revenues, the hyperscalers, right? And cloud service providers such as Google, Microsoft, and Amazon. So this, I mean, the bottleneck, if that's coming, that has to impact NVIDIA in a big negative way. Will the market look past it and be like, okay, it's a temporary blip? until they can kind of figure out how to get these data centers scaling again? I don't know, but it's something that should be on the radar of NVIDIA investors. It's I'm an investor and it's on my radar. It just is not enough to make me, maybe I'll regret this, but at the moment it's not enough to make me want to sell my NVIDIA. Well, and my hope is that it actually, I, I, do you, Chris, do you have as much NVIDIA as you would like? No. But and so do you kind of wish that you could like yeah, go back maybe. in time and buy more? The problem with that, Dave, is that we all listen, we know what's happening this week. If Nvidia crashes this week, the market's coming down with it, which means all my other stocks are going down. So I'm not gonna have just like free cash lying around to throw more money into Nvidia. What am I gonna sell? Like if I want you have to kind of pick a side right now. Do you yeah. want to pull cash out before earnings or not? Like, I, I don't know, but I, I'm I'm thinking I might, maybe I'll pull a little bit of cash out, just out of the market generally, but I'm not much. I'm just going to ride here. Because like, I think yeah. this is, I, I've said it many times, the AI super cycle is real. It's, I think there's more to lose by getting caught, by being behind it. Than and not being part of it than there is if we have these bumps in the road. And I think the future is just massive efficiencies being brought to all of capital markets, right? And I think everyone, the entire market is going to benefit from all that's happening right now. And I hate to say, it, but like we're talking massive efficiencies. I mean, Dave, when you saw OpenAI's new text of video, and then I think I sent you guys the audio version of that, that like laid, layered audio. Yeah, 11 that? Labs just watches yeah. the video and then does a complete sound design for it. It is mind-blowing. So did you see, 
like there's so many cool clips from it, it's sort of AI is their new platform. And it's like, they're just giving you previews at this point. You can't go in and do it yourself, but there was like a hermit crab on the beach with a light bulb as its shell pulling a light bulb. It, it's like how realistic did that look and how science fiction did that look and then add sound design to it. It's it I changes the it. entertainment industry. So here's the deal. I saw it, and all I was thinking is, oh my gosh, the GPUs that this is going to take, right? If the when the world starts using this, the G yeah. and and then I was then I felt bad for Foley artists uh, in Hollywood. <laughs> I'm like, if you're watching that, you spent a career making sounds for video, and the, the AI sound is just incredible. And you're like, you just hit a button and it's done. It's well, and what you know that hit a button and it's done was just giving a mixed mix. There will still be probably some people who are overseeing some of this, but yeah, you would basically hit a button and say, Yeah, we want footsteps there. Now we need birds chirping and now we need horns honking, or just do whatever okay, you think so and we'll tell you what we like. It takes me back to the start of TikTok, and I, I, I said at the time, and it happened when you provide every human on earth with the ability to cr easily create and share their creations with the world and have the best of that go viral via an out al the algorithm that tiktok created that basically surfaced so much of the world's talent because of tiktok and today we have some of the from musicians to artists to people that are great talking about business subject matter to it, it, everything right it, it democratized talent is what it did yep. and ai what, what it's doing right now is going to do the same exact thing on a much grander scale because now imagine if any human on earth with an idea in their head can instantly make a movie and i'm talking about an actual movie how many people exist in this world that are more talented, that are more creative, that have better, more, more interesting ideas than the limited number of people who were privileged enough to have to get their way to Hollywood over the past 25, 30 years and, and, and be able to withstand a career to fight, right? To, to have their ideas heard by the studios and made into entertainment, into content. Like that whole world is about to open up. And it's what's and, coming and it's, is going to get so weird. companies that are going to be propelling all of that stuff forward. And for me, NVIDIA is definitely there. And we've we've seen the analysts have uh, basically just two months ago, they had their price target set at $650 a share. We blew past that. Even with today's pullback, we're still well above that. So I'm sticking with it. If it pulls back, I'm buying more. And you could make a case that the future of AI perhaps is less reliant on the GPU architecture that NVIDIA is really cashing in on right now. I'll, I'll counteract that point with saying that that is a little bit far off. It's not many, many years, but it's certainly not a few months off. So I don't think it impacts NVIDIA this year. Mm -hmm. And so it's not a concern for me. Also, all the new players that are going to be coming into this space, I don't think they're scaling this year, right? So I'm not going to worry about that problem now. I think the best narrative, the best story, I think the most 
talent and the most impressive team is still NVIDIA. I don't think that changes over the next couple of quarters. So I think there's more to be excited about than there is to be afraid of as it relates to NVIDIA earnings calls the next couple of quarters. I could I could totally eat those words come Thursday, but but I, I don't want to sell. I don't, it, by the way, we're not financial advisors. We're literally talking through our own thoughts on our own positions right now. Guys, um, you should, I hope we're just kind of spurring some, you know, thoughts for you guys to think about that are watching today, but I'm not selling into this earnings. I'll take a hit if I take a hit. I think I I think the error of AI is going to radically change what we perceive as a mega cap company in the world. I think the mega cap companies of the 2030s are going to be 10 to 20 trillion, okay? I don't think they're going to be 1 to 2 trillion. So all this stuff about Nvidia being, you know, bigger than every company except for what Apple and Microsoft, right? They're like number 3 right now. I think the three whole or four, company, 3 or 4 yeah. 3 or 4 um that doesn't concern me. That doesn't worry me because I see there being bigger winners and losers going forward and I see the large companies getting bigger. I I just see everyone I see the largest benefiting from AI and robotics. And of course, I'll bring it always bring it back to humanoids, right? Uh, but certainly Nvidia sits at the middle of that ecosystem as well. So I'm I'm sticking with it. I know it's hard, but I'm, yeah. I'm gonna no, I think that's right, especially with how capital intensive a lot of this stuff is, especially robotics in the future. But to be able to build out these data centers and you know host all this stuff is just it's extremely capital intensive. It 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 really is. I'm sticking with the big boys. Um yeah, I'm not selling. Are you selling, Dave? I'm not selling. Are you, I, I'm not I'm even reading through the comments right now. Uh, we have people who are saying that we've already hit the the hype cycle has reached its maximum. So uh, GR thirty five hundred uh, bailed on the stock, uh, but yeah, I, well, I, well, 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 let's let's talk about that too. So I spent a lot of time, and this is where a little bit of the social. I mean, a little bit of the social arb comes in. Not really. It's not really so true social arb. I spent a lot of time reading. Uh, NVIDIA analysis and then comments, lots and lots of comments. You know, I love to read the comments. And there's a lot of that. There's a lot of concern about NVIDIA this week. There's a lot of people nervous. And you know what I wanted to kind of see was NVIDIA come down today, today and tomorrow. And it is um, because I, I just feel like there's so much concern right now and doubt and fear are related to AI and NVIDIA, the site. I was just on uh, the Trends with Friends with Howard Lindzen right before we started taping this show. And and Howard said that he thought AI was overhyped. Uh, so, so, but I love hearing that because I don't believe it's overhyped. I don't. I really don't. I think we're just getting started. There's two camps on this. I'm in the camp that says it's just getting started. Now, I had no interest in holding my SMCI beyond 980. And I, I, I tweeted out last week, I sold almost all of my SMCI because that was a server company. And as we've said many times, the upside on what they're even capable of building out is kind of capped. They're, they're, they're more 
commodity. It's it's closer. They don't have, to the, they don't have the intellectual property upside that Nvidia has, right? They don't. They don't. And they're doing some things that are interesting this next year to to kind of add value, but it's it's not Nvidia. It's not. I actually sold my SMCI and bought more Nvidia that day. So this this is not a high this is like this earnings is not a high conviction call by any means yeah. anything could happen this week listen i i would lie to you if i didn't say i was really nervous going into this earnings i'm nervous okay the i would just nervous we're seeing what? that today the whole yeah. market is well, that's like healthy. On that's healthy oh i know i know it's good it's good it's good for the market to be nervous and not yeah. get caught with his pants down if they see something they don't like on Nvidia's call on Thursday. It's good. Yeah, I think this is good. The um, I think on Friday I was reading that option premiums were predicting like 11% move on Nvidia for earnings, and I'm like, half of it's already happened, right? Just great. Just today. Great. Um, so. you know what? Like, if you think there are very few things that I feel comfortable. Just just sticking with for the next five to ten years. And I'll tell you right now, I'm damn comfortable sticking with the AI theme the next five to ten years. AI is not going anywhere, right? This new world that we've entered in is so big and just so different from everything that we've ever known. And let's not try to pretend like we know where this is headed. Yeah. We don't know how this is going to play out, but we do know... It's just going to get bigger, and we are going to rebuild Earth uh, with AI <laughs> at its foundation. No, we are. We're going to rebuild this entire world with AI at its foundation. Yeah, everything we know is going to have some element of AI. You will not recognize 2024 in 10 years. In yeah, well, 10 think, years, yeah. you will look back at 2024, and, and, and Gen A kids are going to look down at Gen Z and think you guys were dinosaurs. And Gen Z is going to talk about 2024 when they still had to use Google. They're like, we had to search things on Google. We had to figure out what we needed to look for and search through dozens and dozens of websites to find the answer that we wanted. We had to formulate a question and then uh, ask our computer and then filter through thousands of pages to figure out what was relevant to us. We didn't well, just look, like, that's even just the have the answer come to us. Yeah, that's just the language portion of things with search and with large language models and all of that. And that's just one piece and probably a smaller piece in what uh, AI is going to mean in the physical space. Oh, no, Jordan, you're right. But before we even get to the physical space, the Gen A kids are going to say, the Gen Z kids, excuse me, are going to say, like, we were restricted to watching movies made by 10 companies. We watched TV shows that were only made by people that lived in L.A. that worked for these, like, three dozen companies. And we had to wait for them to put them on. And do you know what? When the actors stopped acting, when they chose to stop acting, it was over. No, no, they only had like six or seven or eight years of a show, and then it would just end. They're like, "Wait a second, it ended? Yeah, it <laughs> ended. It, it they're like, what do you mean? Wait, wait, that's not true. We have infinite episodes of every show ever. No, 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 no. 
Now you have infinite episodes. When we watch TV, those shows ended. We didn't get infinite versions of those episodes until you're until 2032. Now we have infinite episodes of everything that's ever been created, but that 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 wasn't around. We had to rely just on what they could make with real human actors on cameras. They actually filmed those scenes. No, they went when on the, the humans screen. got too old. They had to put makeup on them to make them look younger. Yes. Yeah. And they actually would make them look old. Actually portrayed by 30-year-old people. I can't wait until we get the reboot of a few of my shows growing up from pure AI. Once we get a Seinfeld and a Friends reboot AI edition with Dave, infinite episodes. I'm watching all of mankind because you you convinced me to. Thank you so much. I'm on season four, and and the when the makeup that they would age these characters because it jumps ten years every mm -hmm. season. They, they, we're gonna look back. How stupid that was! If you had real human beings with makeup to make them look older, it's gonna seem archaic. It's gonna seem insane. Okay, like the way that the world is about to change is so big that our stupid, we can't wrap our head around what's about to happen the next five to 10 years. And all I know is I just have to sink my money with the few companies that are forging through this space. And I can't think of one that is more bleeding edge than NVIDIA. I don't know how they're going to stay at the top of this pyramid, but if I have to put my money with one company that I think is most likely to stay at the bleeding edge in the top of this pyramid of rebuilding everything we've ever known, at this moment in time, it has to be NVIDIA. And I'm going to, it's a gamble, but it's the best odds gamble I can make right now. Right? Yeah. Absolutely. On. On on that side of it now, on the physical side, Jordan, I, I know what you're saying because, like, you're saying we're never going to do our dishes. We're never the thought of that we used to take a trash out into the alley, dirty well, I mean, trash bags. It, there's a million different ways the physical side of it could go. Um, you know, even if you just start to supplement warehouse workers and things like that, just imagine the the hardware needs that are going to happen um, from that, right? And so I, I you know. Um, you know, on device and also training models that sit behind some of these things. So, you know, I see a huge demand on the physical side. On the physical side, on I on the just scientific can't... side. Once we have AI, AI is already trying to find the next uh, superconducting material. The LK ninety nine. I saw that. Yeah, no, that's right. I mean, think about it, right? So it's and it's not just that you've got you've got these things trying to find all sorts of different chemical compounds from different drugs or, you know, cures for diseases you can think of. Yeah. Um, to try to make the physical world better. Um, that you're, you're, you're seeing that creativity pour through some of these AI chips right now. And I think that's, you know, that's just going to keep going. Um, I have a question for you guys, unrelated, but timely. So our last episode last week was like, titled like moonshot investment right or something like that and it was about lo lunar l l u n r it's not the name not the name of the company um intuitive machines so 
Intuitive Machines is at 1064. I've doubled my money. What do we do? All right. So, so for those of y'all that didn't see last week's episode, uh, Intuitive Machines, L-U-N-R, they are going to be the first private company to ever land on the moon. If they successfully land on the moon tom tomorrow or Thursday? Is it Thursday? Thursday, I think. Thursday. So, um, and the whole thesis is that they deliver payloads to the moon and other planets and whatever happens after that. Uh, and that them achieving this feat would put them in a class of their own in terms of their engineering and likely result in them getting numerous contracts over the next couple of years uh, to do all kinds of things in space and, and to be a big part of the lunar program. Uh, delivering payloads and well beyond that, right? So that's that that's kind of the thesis. But if they don't land on the moon, if something goes wrong, and some we, we kind of estimated it like at least a fifteen percent chance that something bad's going to happen and it won't. I don't even know. I don't even know how to calculate those odds. <laughs> no, no, no. They're not. It's not precise. Chance. It's not precise. That that was yeah. like that was it. Those are odds delivered by a friend who was at the launch party, hanging out with everyone there. It's just like, what's your gut instinct based on people's like degree of nervousness, right? And stuff. Yeah. And he's like, I think 85%, they nailed this landing. So once this is kind of like everyone's last chance who is in this company, like me to pull out some gains right now, yeah. or do I stick with it? Because once they get into that lunar orbit, things get dicey. Okay, like a lot of stuff, it's kind of, a lot of stuff can go wrong. And yeah. let's be honest, now they're the company's at 11. I'm watching it here on my phone, they're at 11 percent in a week, it's up 50 percent today. Okay, so by the way, um, it looks like so they said, uh, somebody just mentioned that it happens at 1649 CST, so the market will be closed when they're supposed to land. Of course, the market will be closed. I mean, yeah. oh, but by the way, if they the market was like open, if the market was open. How awesome of a trading event would that be? Like <laughs> oh, trading, could you even imagine? And people would be like lying about it imploding and all. It would be, it'd be a disaster. I'm glad it's landing when the market's closed. <laughs> but what do you do? I mean, Dave, you own it. Are you just going to, are you going to ride? You know, I hadn't even looked at it. I didn't look at the stock until we were talking about it this morning. And I don't know. I don't know. Like, do, Dave, just do, I, do I, I? This is not their one and only chance to land on the moon. They they have three different uh, launches scheduled. NASA's paying for payload delivery to the moon. Uh, is are they going to be a long term company that is like the the uh, UPS of lunar transport? Or <laughs> I don't know. Like, do do I want to be in that long term? I don't know. Do I hold on? Do I sell it in advance of the the actual landing? Do I do I sell the rumor? I, I just don't know. I have no idea what to do. I, I have way too much of this company. I own way too much of this company now after this move. Yeah. I feel like I should sell the small amount that I had in it. Initially, yeah. so I, I bought in this thing at like four, I think, and change. I think it was like four and change. Um, maybe oh, I just yeah. sell a and, little and that's bit. What I'll do is sell sell a portion, hold a portion that I would like to keep for longer term. Uh, but I don't know what, what it could it could go up another hundred percent tomorrow. 
Yeah. Uh, it can. I just sold 5,000 of my shares, which is a very small amount of shares relative to how much I But I, I think that 5,000 in shares is like almost how much I initially spent to buy it in the first place. So I'm almost back. Even if it goes to zero now, I'm, I'll lose money. But almost back to break even. Yeah. I think I'm going to hold, I'm going to hold like 70% of what I own. I'm going to sell 30%. I'll sell a little bit more and I'm going to hold the rest through the landing. Like we can't gamble in Texas. We can't even get on like an online gambling app because it's a to sports wager. So this is this is like this is like my one time to wager on something because you're basically well, let's okay you can have whatever thesis you want to have on the company but if you're holding this company stock on Thursday you are straight up gambling right. on a clean landing right yeah, I mean none of, us know. none of us have any insight into the you know how capable no. they are doing we have no, no idea I don't have any insight I I I told people. I would imagine time. with how far they've come um, and the trust that NASA places in them that they probably have a pretty good idea of what they're doing. No, no. I, I had dinner with <laughs> the CEO a year ago. I had, I had dinner with the CEO a year ago and we talked about a bunch of weird space stuff, um, but he seemed like a super competent, very, very competent, normal guy. But I'm my... Sure, yeah. my one of my our one of our very good friends has spent a tremendous amount of time with this company and love sincerely loves the company loves them loves the employees loves the culture um we've been invited to tour the facility down in Houston and I think we should do that if they stick the landing <laughs> maybe if they don't stick the landing maybe we stay away till they have uh, a positive moment but I think we should go down there and do that so just through my friend, like I, cause I think the negative on this company was the fact that they SPACed. Everyone is kind of, oh, is it a real company? They SPAC, SPACs are like not for real companies anymore, but I feel pretty good. I'm going to hold 70% going into Thursday. I, I just looked, I don't have as much as I thought I did. I was considering buying way more. So I think I'm just going to hold what I have. All right. All right. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, I should be finishing like season four of For All Mankind by Wednesday night. And this will be a nice little, you know, <laughs> perfect like, timing, perfect timing to kind of wrap up my space week. So, uh, all right, guys, anything else? I, I like NVIDIA. Like, I wish we had like a firm, like high conviction call on nvidia this week by the way i'm getting way better at saying nvidia am i saying it the right way nvidia yeah i think that's fine nvidia it's anymore I don't even in, nvidia is what, or, or nvidia is what you used Not to say I think. Uh, you had okay. you got me actually saying it wrong because you said it wrong so many times so now i have to correct myself and actually think it's two words in video Okay, I will, guys, I will do research on bros, Dutch bros, and I'll, I'll put it in the Discord tonight. That's dumbmoney.tv forward slash Discord. I, I generally put this stuff in the trade channel, uh, trade research channel. I know people have been asking about Dutch bros. Earnings are coming up this week. I yep. generally like Dutch bros, okay? I like Dutch bros, um, but I have to do some work on them, and I'll, I'll give you my opinion. Uh, also, Apple. 
Dave, have you heard about all these people returning the Vision Pro? Do you have thoughts? Yeah, on yeah. That? I, I've heard about the people returning Vision Pro. I have I have a couple of thoughts. Yeah. And I think that the people who are returning them probably were in their mind planning to return it anyway. They just wanted to check it out. I think that there's a, a lot of YouTubers and content creators yes. who bought it just so that they could make their initial batch of content and then were planning to return it as a part of their business model. I think that there are legitimate concerns by people who were who thought they were going to be able to just use it all day, every day. It's heavy. It's bulky. It's big. It's kind of exhausting to wear. If you were planning to use it all day, every day, you, it, you have to wait for the next model. I'm not returning mine. Chris? No. And I think like for me, it's, it's about doing research for the next couple of years on other companies uh, that are, that are developing for it. Uh, Apple's a, you know, a reasonably, a reasonable part of my portfolio that I need to, I, I think this is their future. Right. But I don't think it's something that plays out over the next two to three years. I said this, I think it's like a and five saw, to 10 year thing. Right. Mark German from Bloomberg, who's like the, know all of apple stuff um he's saying that the next version will likely not be until 18 months from now which is exactly what i was saying yeah. they're not going to yeah. be on a one-year release schedule on this uh the next version is not going to be some kind of vision air light version it's going to be an updated vision pro so you can expect it to be lighter but not it not like a not like glasses no we're not there yeah. yet I don't think that this thing meaningfully changes for five to 10 years. Uh, and I think that's okay, by the way. I think people just don't understand that this is not a consumer device today and won't be for a very long time. Uh, and I am already using mine less, obviously, than the first day when you're just trying everything in it. Um, but I still use it way more than I've ever used an iPad. For me, an iPad is the product that never made sense in my day-to-day -day life because if I'm going to do something that needs a big screen and computing, I'm going to be on a computer. If I can do it on on a smaller device, I'm going to do it on my phone. This is, for me, it's kind of that middle ground that if I was if it's something that I could have done on an iPad, I could definitely do it in my Vision Pro. An iPad's not something that I use for more than an hour at a time. I can do it in Vision Pro. And entertainment, watching content on this thing is is by far my favorite use case. Yeah, Have you watched I, a 3D movie yet, Chris? No, I will. I will. I watched uh, I watched Ready Player One, which I hadn't seen yet, but oh. I thought what a great thing to watch in goggles because they're constantly putting their futuristic yeah. Uh, air, uh, yeah, that'd Apple be a fun one. Pros on. Um, but 3D movies are just, it's the first time you've ever watched a 3D movie and not gotten a headache because the way they do it is actually individual screens per eye. Instead of like when you're at a theater and you wear those glasses and it's like, like, like a inner, no. you know, what, what, no. are they, what are they, like, I, I can't think of what they call that. Like, but it's, it's where like one eye only sees part of the frame and you get a weird flickering. It's yeah. I, 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 I would, I would do that. I want to, people are mentioning Tesla. I, I, I forgot to mention here when Jordan was talking about the physical extension of AI, obviously we're big into our humanoid thesis. T Tesla is clearly, clearly the company best positioned to uh, benefit from the physical extension of AI, which I think will be expressed yeah. 
quite honestly, through bots and humanoids. So, you know, we, we've gone over that thesis many times. But yeah, there. Are, no. I did start to increase my Tesla position, by the way. I said I would. That Dude, is today would be a good day. They're down 5% today. That'd be a good day to buy. Oh, yeah, I know. I just no, saw my okay. portfolio. I, I didn't see anything when I looked earlier, but I, I haven't looked in like an hour. I was going to try to not look at my actual full portfolio value today, and I looked at it, and I, you probably just saw my expression when I when I saw it. I was like, I was expect, I was trying to mentally prepare myself for a terrible, terrible number, and it was way worse than I anticipated it would be. <laughs> Your Somehow. lunar stock didn't make up the losses and everything well, else. That's what I was hoping You're for. Kind of was, hoping was like, somehow. Lunar's up big. It's up big. So like maybe yeah. I was like, I knew it was going to be positive, right? But I was not mentally prepared for the number that I just saw. <laughs> it was really bad. So if you're watching today, no matter how much your account is down, I could almost assure you that everyone watching is not is not seeing a loss even in the same realm as the loss of my account today. Can, can oh, I just tell you, I'm watching the biggest waves I have ever seen at this location. Can you show us, dude? Like, yeah, yeah, I can show you. But like wow. last night, we had a uh, a wave basically crash here. Let me just pivot this. All the it way. doesn't hit your house, does it? It has never uh, even breached the wall. Is it not going to let me go all the way around? Oh, no. I might have to physically go move the camera. Uh, oh, there we go. Now let me fix oh, it's, it's yeah, I know you can't see anything. Let me turn the exposure. Okay. But oh yeah. They're coming these in. Waves last night. All the way up, like it breached our wall. It went all the way up. Here, let me pan down here. It uh so we have fake grass there in the uh in the corner. It it ripped up with the fake grass. What? It, um, there are there's a boulder sitting like four inches from our glass windows downstairs. It is <laughs> just <laughs> the most insane, and I had no idea. I, I went downstairs this morning and didn't even notice. And and I look out and I'm like, oh look how big those waves are. And then I see dirt on our front patio or our back patio there. So is your grass just gone now? Like half of it is gone. What do you mean it's gone? What are you gonna do? I, I have um, Alfredo is on his way to uh, see what he can do. He's gonna clean up the rocks. Uh, but but yeah. can you bolt the grass down better for next time? Because you can't just keep. Yeah, replacing. yeah. I mean, we can try. Or like glue, some better glue. Well, they just use little stakes, and it, it's just going in basically into sand. So anytime a wave hits it, it's it's gone. That's a problem, Dave. You, you might need to figure out another solution. Dave, what about global warming? Is your house going to disappear into the ocean? I mean, I don't know. Who knows? Yeah. You never I feel know. like it's all like rock there. Like you're good. You're not. It, that's no, we're like on a rocky point. But that wave you just saw there in the background, that was like 11 feet. And we normally get like five foot waves. Yeah, and yeah. then apparently last night we had like 15 foot waves going through. Wow, but it doesn't happen frequently. This well, is this you, is the first time it's ever happened to this extent. 
Well, he better so hope you Dave bought or is renting the house. Oh, Dave bought it. That's Dave's oh, house. Yeah. That, that's that's where Dave lives now. Yeah, Dave. Yeah. Dave's full time. <laughs> he well, he's he's split. He's split. He still yeah. he still comes home occasionally. Yeah, I'll, I'll uh, be back soon. I'll be back in March. Uh so I'll I'll leave this before we cut off. I, I did also have a conversation with that individual last week about downstream companies uh that he thought would benefit from this kind of you know we obviously all talk about nvidia and some of the big data center companies the ones that kind of are in the press but there are some mm -hmm. other companies that are more niche uh some of them are foreign uh they don't necessarily trade on the u.s exchange but they make parts that are needed it's like they're part of the ecosystem and they're just not really thought about that, that they would benefit. So I'm, I'm doing research on those. And if I find anything that I think is worth a conversation. Oh, is this on the AI front or is this on the robotics on the, front? On the, on the AI, this is on the AI front in terms of like building out these data centers that are just a lot of like, there are a lot of pieces to it, right? And I think yeah, right. there are some pieces that are like somewhat commoditized but there aren't that many companies that manufacture things and they're benefiting from them. They're like far. So basically companies. what you're wondering is what's the next SMCI, right? Cause SMCI yeah, yeah. Was, was a play. Yeah, how do we dig play? Yeah. That sounds like exactly. a, an episode for a future day. What is right. the yeah. next SMCI? Once all the hype of SMCI goes away, which, you know, it's a great company by the way, nothing against it, but people, that was a concentrated bet. Where do those bets start to go after SMCI? Yeah. yeah, so our SMCI episode was actually titled The Next NVIDIA, if you remember. Yeah. Yes. That's what it was titled. It was titled The Next NVIDIA, and that was back in May of 23, and the answer was SMCI. So now the now the question is, what's the next SMCI? And there are a, a handful of companies that it could be, and we're working on it, so stay tuned. Uh, we'll see you guys next week. We'll be here. As, as long as the house doesn't get uh, washed off into the ocean. <laughs> All right. All right. Let's do that next week. Let's wrap this one up. Thank you guys for watching. Uh, if you haven't already smashed the like button, be sure you do that on the way out. And uh, that's it. We're done money. We'll see you next week.